We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? Rapid fire from long distance from the Carolinas, baby. Let's go. We'll get to some more of these questions that uh, we haven't got. They'll uh, they'll mix in with rapid fire. Some of them go with what we're going to talk yes, they about do. in rapid fire. Fill in the blank. Notre Dame officially announced Gino Gadouli as there quarterback's coach today. And the thing you like most about that is blank. His name. That's the part <laughs> I like the best. I am going to enjoy saying Gino Gadouli. I'm going to really enjoy that. But no, from, from an actual coaching standpoint, I love his track record. I love his resume. What he's been able to do from a development standpoint. It's what fans have been screaming for. For how long, Sean? I mean, they, they have been looking for the dedicated quarterbacks coach for so long. Now they've got it. And they got a good one. And so I am very interested to see because there's a lot of talent in that room. Right? Sam Hartman needs to just be tweaked. A little bit here and there, being in a pro-style offense, things like that. Tyler Buckner. We don't need to dive into who he is as a quarterback, but then you've got Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr, right? Those guys are young and talented, and let's see them develop into, you know, game-changing quarterbacks. Like, that is really exciting. So, I- I'm-, I'm pumped about it. You know what just struck me Uh-oh. is it's easier for me to say Uyangalale and <laughs> Agumbawale than it is Gaduli. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. You're going like to get it. Said, I said it right the first day, and I've yeah. butchered it ever since. So, <laughs> it's in your head. Now it's in it your is. head. <laughs> it is. It's like I get all these I get all these consonants turned around is the problem. It's not oh, the vowels that throw me off. I, I'm just glad that it's over. It's done. It's officially yeah. announced because, you know, you, you people were already starting to get antsy. When's it going to happen? And it's like it really, to me, all this stuff – has happened in a relatively short amount of time, considering over the years, like it could be three weeks to a month's time for for stuff to become official oh, yeah. after we got reports that it was going to happen. And this, Ridiculous. this happened in what, a week, week and a half, something yeah. like that? Felt like a long but, time, but it really wasn't. I mean, yeah. You know. But it's done, and I think he's going to be a good fit based on everything that we know about him. And, uh, uh, you know, they can they can just gear up, go forward, Get ready for spring football. I, I think yeah. that that's that's the biggest thing. They've they've got it under control, especially after 
couple of weeks ago when everything blew up. The Gadouli thing was the smoothest piece to this whole <laughs> offseason. So. Seriously. That was like instant. I mean, as soon as Ludwig, you know, didn't work out, like the next day it was like, okay, they're going to hire Gino Gadouli to be the uh, quarterback's coach. Oh, okay. All right. Like that was instant. So, I mean, the pivot that Marcus Freeman made from one plan to the other plan was it felt like it was instantaneous yes fill in the blank it's blank that mike bray says he's going to the linebacker for the first time ever later tonight after he coaches his last game at purcell pavilion it feels like a little white lie that's how (laughs) i'm gonna put that it feels like a little white lie that mike bray says he's going to the linebacker for the first time ever like i don't know how i feel about that but whatever i mean is he really gonna go and like whoop it up with the fans and all that maybe i more power to him fans are gonna get to see what mike bray's like uh in nightlife i guess so i don't know it was weird that he brought that up the way that he did in that interview well Uh, and it's like when i when i heard it i'm like come on you gotta be kidding me because like we know (laughs) that he spotted around you know there's a couple particular spots where Mike Bray gets spotted all the time. It's it's no secret, right? You know, like he's right. he's out, he's doing his thing, you know, he's whatever. And it's like, you're going to, and maybe that's why, because he thinks they're far enough off the radar from right next to Notre Dame that he's just never been to the linebacker, you know? And right. obviously the linebackers, you know, a little bit different crew than some of the places that he goes as well. But it just seems odd. And he says he's closing it down. I, I hope they have something to celebrate tonight you know i hope he can go over there and have some fun but it's it's pretty good pittsburgh team that they're going to be facing i believe it's the number one team in the acc it is so good luck good luck it's going to be interesting start tip-offs in 10 minutes stick with us though i'll let you know i've got my feelers out i'm going to let you know how full the stadium is when when tip-off actually happens i've asked for video so we'll see okay so now we have come to the point in the show where we're going to talk about the Mark Packer stuff. And I saw the comment in the oh, chat. Okay. And I'll get to that here in a minute. But I want to play the comments first, and then we can talk about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. ACC Network announced the end-of-season women's basketball conference awards yesterday. That included Neil Ivey being named ACC Coach of the Year. And so Mark Packer, of course, the late Billy Packer is Mark's father, uh, and uh, a lady named Taylor Tannenbaum, they made the Coach of the Year announcement on the ACC network yesterday. They were the ones in charge of, okay, here's, you know, player of the year, rookie of the year, all this different stuff. They were unveiling. So this is the actual announcement. They have now come to coach of the year. And here's how the conversation went on ACC network yesterday. Hey, and, uh, load it up. The winner is, uh, Neil Ivey. Okay. Neil Ivey. Congratulations to coach Ivey back at her alma mater. Explain that one to me. So I can, I can, I can help me on that one. Again, so, I'm not taking anything away from Coach Ivy. I'm not at all. Number one seed. They're top ten all season long. Expected to be good. They were good. They suffered injuries. Still battled through it. They're the, they are the team right now with the one beside their name. I get all of that. I get all of that. So your qualm is? My qualm is to me who did the best job coaching this year. In my opinion, if I had a vote, I don't. Is Carol Lawson from Duke. I mean, nobody had Duke on the radar before the season started. We thought Notre Dame was going to be good. We thought Louisville was going to be good. NC State, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and the list goes on. The league's awesome. But Duke was in nobody's conversation as far as a factor in the race. And in my opinion, unless there's some kind of bylaw that I'm not aware of, that whoever finishes first gets the deal, no knock on Coach Ivy. She's awesome. She's a class act and has a great program. But Carol Lawson should have been the coach of the year, in my opinion. I think it's a no-brainer. No, I hear you. What Carol Lawson has done with Duke has been absolutely outstanding, especially when you go from back of the pack, midway from the pack, to being at the forefront of, of the conference with a chance. They had the chance uh, this past weekend to, to lock up that number one season. I get that, but out. before the season started, I don't know of anybody outside of the Duke locker room that said, hey, that's really cute you guys keep talking about NC State and Louisville and Notre Dame and Carolina and Virginia Tech and Florida State. But Duke's going to be the team. What are you going to get out of here? You fall down a flight of stairs? You hit your head again? What happened? He's talking about Duke. Carol Lawson should have been the coach of the year. I don't know who votes on it, but I can't. That, that one, when I saw that today, I went, come on. No way. So there Not you have it. Neil Ivey is your ACC coach of the year. First one for Notre Dame since... Our Hall of Famer, Muffet McGraw, uh, Muffet's back in 2016. Mad at me. I know Muffet's going to be mad at me saying that because she's got the pom-poms out. I, listen, the pom-poms mean nothing to me, right? 
So there you hear it, Vince. And, you know, again, like we got the the message in the chat and I did see this tweet and it was something I was going to bring up. Packer tweeted, said he was wrong, didn't handle it correctly, yada, yada, yada. But you heard it and I was watching it live. Neil Ivy and her coaching staff are watching it live. For sure. And her team, they were all there watching it live. Were you in the same room as all of them when they no, were No, I was not. I was, okay. I was at home because I was writing up the story oh, okay. so I could get it published and all okay. that kind of stuff. I was just it curious. Was, it was within an hour of having to be at the airport, actually, yesterday. But So there you heard it on the ACC Network announcing the ACC's Coach of the Year. What do you think about the way he handled you know what he was saying there? Well, first of all, that's not how you handle when somebody wins. Like you, you don't immediately give pushback when you're speaking on the ACC network about the ACC coach of the year and you're announcing all of these things, whether you agree or disagree, and you can have that conversation at a later date. And I, I really don't have an issue with that. You can have that conversation. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But you just won ACC coach of the year and it's like, Neil Ivey? Explain it to me. Like, that is not your job, dude. Like, that was a terrible, unprofessional way to handle that situation. Whether you, like I said, whether you think she deserved it or not, that is not your job at that moment to get into a debate about whether she should or shouldn't have won the get, uh, won the uh, award. That's ridiculous. And that's time and place. Right, time exactly. And place. Your exactly. job, because again, it's not like it's even on ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever. You are the ACC network. Yes. You are representing the ACC. It would be like, you know, like if you went to the Grammys or the Oscars or the Emmys and the presenter got up there and said, right. and now the winner is blank. But before I give out their, this award, here's 10 reasons why I think yeah. someone, you know, one of these other nominees Terrible. should have won that. You know, it's like the, the, the Kanye West, Taylor Swift thing, you know, with Beyonce a few years back. You remember that when he, you know, like, Beyonce should have won the award. Like, that's not your job in no. that moment. The The first thing out of your mouth shouldn't be, here's why someone else should have won the award. Like, you needed to spend at least, I don't know, 10 seconds <laughs> talking about, here's Neil Ivey, here's all she accomplished. Congratulations on Coach of the Year. Yes. Now, if you decide, you know, like as he had made in his mind that it should have been Carol Lawson, Maybe you can add your two cents about now. I would have voted for Carol Lawson. He's like, I don't even know who voted. Like, again, really? you work for the ACC like, you, and you're yeah. presenting the award and you don't even know who voted. Well, so just just so everyone knows, the coaches vote for this, the media votes for this. I've outlined on the board, you know, I had a vote, uh, sports information directors from each of the schools, and they combine all those votes, and that's how they come up with it. So there's a really big cross section of people. It's yeah. not just a couple guys sitting in a back room saying, Here's who we're going to name. And, you know, again, as I pointed out, 
because you know here's here's my tweet afterwards someone tell mark packer that notre dame women's basketball was picked to finish fourth in the acc preseason bowl and neil ivy led him to the regular season championship and he did respond to that and he responded to one of the irish assistants who retweeted my tweet and like my my tweet was kind of the 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 thing that got the twitter firestorm going yesterday but he kept responding to people and i think as i saw people say you know he's he's uh you know doubled down but then he did come back and i wonder if it's because of some blowback because i know that there were some complaints filed with the conference and i wonder if it's because of blowback that now he's coming back and saying i didn't handle it well i'm going to address it on the air to apologize to neil ivy he doesn't seem like the kind of person that's going to eat crow. You know what I mean? Like it right. felt to me, it felt like, cause he was arguing with you about it. Like it'd be one thing if he immediately said, you know what? You're right. You know, blah, 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 blah. No, but he fought back from what it sounds like. And he's just wrong. Like that is not like, isn't he the co-host of like the morning show that they have? Well, they used the- to do that. They used to have Packer and Durham, but they canceled that. I think around oh. a year or so ago. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm sure he has another platform where he can have this discussion. That is not the platform right. at all. And again, he's entitled to his opinion. I'm sure Carol Lawson did a great job, even though they don't know what size basketball to use during their games. But again, but, like if he on. did have a vote, which as he says, he didn't, he would be one vote in the process. Correct. Like not everyone who voted on this, I'm sure voted for Neil Ivy. This was not a unanimous, you know, they're never unanimous. I'm sure Carol Lawson got some votes. I'm sure she did. This is one person's, a, you know, right. <laughs> opinion in this whole thing just like everyone had opinions just like i voted for olivia miles for player of the year elizabeth kitley from virginia tech ended up being the two-time player of the year she averaged a double double she was still very deserving i didn't happen to vote for but a lot of other people did miles still got a lot of votes because she finished second in the voting you know so it's like that's why you have a big pool of people to vote right as diverse as possible people you know who are covering the game again time and place completely wrong time to do it because yes any of these awards you know like if he had gone because not only did he say what he said when they came back from commercial break one of the first things he said was now i'm gonna have a problem with one of these awards and i'll tell you when we get there and then they started like going through you know like the different awards and then he was like okay i don't have a problem with this one yet i don't have a problem with this one but i'll let you know and then so like he knew what he was gonna say and he was building up to it and like you know, again, like it should be about the person who won the award. Yes. That was that was her moment. And it got spoiled because you know, and again, it's fine if he thinks that finishing second place after being predicted to finish seventh is, you know, enough of a criteria. But <laughs> Notre Dame was picked to finish fourth and they won the championship. And as I said in a response to him as well, call me old fashioned. But I guess voters value winning. She won the regular season championship, and she's the coach of the year. So congratulations to Neil Ivy. Yep, absolutely. We'll see what he has to say about it. I'm I'm curious to see what his his response ends up. Well deserved by her, by the way. Well deserved. Yes. Um, kind of along the lines, uh, people have been getting this a lot. Kevin asks, "What is Olivia Miles' status?" Really, all I'm at liberty to tell you is she Mm -hmm. is with the team here in Greensboro. And she was at the practice today. That's really all I'm at liberty to say. Because I, you know, do obviously get to see things that other people don't get to see 
and I'm not allowed to divulge things. Wow. And I'm not saying that good or bad. I just, you are on the inside, my friend. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. You're going to have to wait until Friday, like everybody else, and see what happens. And I can, I'll guarantee you this when I do the pregame on Friday, Neil Ivey's not going to want to talk to me about. Olivia Miles' status. I guarantee you that's it's, accurate. The game is going to tip off, and everyone will find out together yeah. uh-huh. what's going on. So <laughs> that's like, <I> just, yeah. <laughs> um, one more question on football: a super chat from Josh. Wow. When does spring practice start? We still haven't got an official date, but I believe it's going to be. It's March twenty second. We did get that. Oh, did we? Did we get a date? Well, okay. they posted it on social media. Okay, they I didn't, didn't like send that. it to us, but I did see they posted weeks. it on social media. March twenty second is day one. So okay, good yep. deal. All right, and then Nathan was asking: In today's game, would Manti be a viper? No. No, I think he's still a middle he, linebacker. He's a middle linebacker. He is. They, I mean, he is the mold of a middle linebacker, no doubt about it. Yes, he's a middle linebacker. He's not a viper. I concur. All right, NFL draft combines going on right now in Indianapolis. Ryan Roberts is down there. Head of the NFL Players Association, Demora Smith, wants to get rid of the draft combine. He says he instead wants to establish. Regional pro days potentially put on by the Players Association. Here's a quote. Quote, we're now in an era where we know exactly how fast these guys can run, how much they can lift, how far they can jump, do all those things. Why do we insist on them showing up in Indianapolis? It's not for anything physical, right? It's for the teams to be able to engage in intrusive employment actions that don't exist anywhere else. We've been tracking all these players since they were in what? Grade school? If I asked you right now, to pull up a high school video of the top draft pick, how long would it take you to do it? End quote. So, Vince, do you buy or sell what Demora Smith is saying about get rid of the combine, do these regional kind of events instead? No, it's stupid. The, the whole point of the combine is to bring everybody together so that the NFL teams only have to go to one place and they can interview all the people and they can see everybody in person and they can do everything all at once over a week-long span. That's the point. If they do them regionally, then they got to go to four different places and they got to do it all. Like, Exactly. What, why would you multiply the amount of time that these scouts and GMs and everything else and coaches have to go to? It's literally why they do the combine. All you're doing is creating point. smaller combine events around the country right. as opposed to one centralized it's event. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's dumb. I don't I mean, understand. if anything, if you're going to do away with it, do away with it, but then you know it's like then everyone's having pro days, you know, because everyone you know you have a combine and you have a pro day. It's like right. There's a reason they do the combine, correct? Because it's just what you said, so that you so that the NFL guys don't have to go all over the country, right? Absolutely, and and there's already plenty of pro days for these guys to go to, and you know they're not going to add regional combines like they want it all in one place for a reason. Why? DeMorris has more issues than he can count. And I don't know why he's taking up this one. Like that yeah, it just seems silly to me. I don't know if it, you know, if, it, if it's because he thinks that, you know, like going there can potentially hurt more players stock than help their stock, you know, in terms of contract, it's, it's very weird. You yeah. know, again, it's like, 
let's don't have one big combine. Let's have a bunch of combines yeah. in different places around the country. Makes now, no sense at all. I don't have a problem. Like I, I realize their tradition of having an indie, and it's always been that way. So if they wanted to move it like they do the draft, if they wanted to move it to a couple different places over the years, I, I would be fine with that. If I'm being honest, you want to have it in Vegas one year, you want to have it in wherever. Okay, cool. But you need to have one. And that's right. the main one that everybody. And they're knows. actually talking about, you know, maybe starting right. to move the combine around. In right. The okay. That's fine. I mean, GMs and coaches are getting on a plane anyway. It doesn't matter where the plane is headed. You know what I mean? So I don't think that matters quite as much, but um, you, you've got to have a combine. You just do. That's where yeah. you get to see everything, talk to everybody, et cetera. I agree. So Vince, baseball has made a lot of changes heading into this season. The four big ones, pitch clock, there's a three pickoff rule for pitchers. Defensive shifts are banned, and they're also using bigger bases. So let's go through them. What do you think about the pitch clock? It's uh, It's been getting a lot of play yeah, it has. in spring training over the last week. It really has, and I think it's going to take a little bit for the players to get used to. But once they do, I think it's going to be a non-issue, if, if I'm being honest. I don't think – I just don't see it as that big of a deal. Uh, it is going to speed the game up a little bit, which, I, frankly, I am for. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the pitch clock. It's just going to take players a, a, a little bit to get used to it. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit torn on it. You know, I've seen that they've they've cut so far just in this first week. They've already cut like 25, 30 minutes off of game times. You know, like that's, that's on average. Significant. Which, like, the reason I'm torn is because if I'm watching if I'm watching a game on TV, I definitely want at least closer to three hours than three and a half or four. But if I'm shelling out money to go to a major league game, I honestly don't care how long the game takes because I'm there with the family and I'm, you know, having fun. And, you know, I like hanging out at the ballpark. I yeah. want to get all my money's worth when sure. I go to the ballpark, you know? So I, I haven't been able to sit down and actually watch a game over an extended period of time yet to see the difference, you know, I know that there's like a, a, a video that they've done where, where they've matched like one half inning, you know, now with a half inning of another game and, you know, just how much more action has been happening. So from that aspect, it is good because I did try to watch a lot of, you know, like try to watch baseball in these last couple of years, the pace of the game has just yeah. gone to a crawl because there's no action going on. So I think it is good that they're at least trying to force some action out. You know, like the other sports have clocks. Like they did right. basketball didn't used to have a shot clock. They went to a shot clock, and the purpose is speed things up and not just give one team the ball. And like I do like the fact that a pitcher can't just stand out there and be a human rain delay, and batters can't keep stepping out of the boxes. Force yeah. some action. Out there. Yeah, I I don't really have an issue with it either, man. I you know, it is what, what it is. What do you think about the three pickoff rule? Now, like, this one to me is very interesting because I feel like teams are never going to throw over more than twice now. Because if they throw over three times, the the guy's going to get a great jump. I mean, I, I don't know why you would would put well, paint yourself. A, yeah, in that like corner. once you've thrown over three times, then the right. guy knows you can't throw over anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't like this one to be honest with you, and. I this of all of them, this is the one I like the the least. Uh, I'm with you because of that. It it, it affects the actual gameplay and the strategy right. of the game. Now, 
I will agree. I don't like it when a pitcher throws over three, four, five times. It's ridiculous. But you at least have to have the element of surprise that he might do it. Right. And when you limit it at three, if they happen to throw over three times, I'm giving the steal sign all day. And, you know, again, like people are talking about, oh, I don't want, you know, like with the pitch clock, I, I don't want in the ninth inning, uh, you know, the pitch clock determining the outcome. I think by the time, you know, they'll make their adjustments in spring training. By the time they get to real games, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue because they'll have it figured out to an extent. But like with this, with this pickoff rule, what if you got a fast guy at first base in in the ninth inning? You know, like Dave Roberts, Red Sox, Yankees, right. Mariano Rivera. You know, the the arguably the I guess the second most famous stolen base ever because Jackie Robinson stealing home against the Yankees in the World Series, probably the most famous stolen base ever. But the Dave Roberts steal of second base in 2004 in game four led to the Red Sox. Greatest, you know, the greatest comeback in any sport in a seven-game series. If he doesn't steal second base, the comeback never happens. The Red Sox don't win that World Series. And Mariano Rivera threw over there a few times. That completely alters mm -hmm. that kind of situation. Crucial game situation. Correct. I don't like it at all. Yep. Big problem with that. <laughs> USMA 87. Are they going to limit the number of foul balls? And that's like... I remember when I first started playing softball, you know, after growing up playing baseball, it's like you hit strike two foul and it's like, you know, like that's strike three now. And it's like, oh, are you kidding me? But it's, it's terrible. It's exactly terrible. what he's talking about. They do it to keep the game moving along. Oh, yep. Terrible rule. Yep. What about banning the shifts? I, I mean, I'm okay with it. I hate the shift if I'm being honest, but I don't, I've, I've said that. I've said, uh, if I'm being honest, like 10 times tonight, um, <laughs> I, I really I did not like winning. Got the bingo card on you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't like the shift. I didn't like the shift. I like the old school third, short, second, first outfields playing in the right spot, etc. Right. I did. I like that. I never liked the shift. It's a lot easier said than done to hit away from the shift. It just is. I mean, the math is all there. So I like the fact that they're going to do it this way. Now, teams are going to just bring in an outfielder and just play with two outfielders, essentially. And they're probably going to have a lot of success doing it that way. But I, frankly, am a fan of them banning the shift. I know that's going to make people sound, that might get people upset. But I'm actually happy that they're banning the shift because I never liked it. No, I didn't either. It, it, it was it was too much, you know, because... Again, it like goes back to softball, you know, like you're playing with, with you know, with a, with a rover out there in the outfield and, and the, you know, like playing a third baseman behind second base, and, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with just saying you've got to have two infielders on each side of the bag. Now, you can still get one close to second base or you can get them both close to second base, but. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Again, they're trying to bring back some action into the game. Right. And right. How, many, how many hits where a guy hits the snot out of the ball right up the middle Yeah, have, you know that, that turn in to nothing? And, and you can still have a guy kind of up the middle, and I get that. But right. you were a coach. You at least make was, it a little bit more of a challenge. Right. You were a coach. I was a coach. When you're in the batting cage, what are you wanting the guys to do every time they hit off of a tee or whatever? Line drives. Line drives. Yeah. Line drives. Like, that's what you want. And it takes that away. Everything that they've learned all the way from, like, five years old up is gone when you, have, when you do the shift. It's gone. You yep. want to hit up the middle. Like, that's what you want to do. And I, that's why I hated the shift. It just goes against everything that you teach a hitter. And I don't yep. like it. And then the final one is bigger bases. And I couldn't believe when I saw a picture of what the old bases were and what these new bases They're look massive. Like. And apparently the, the thinking behind this, you know, like trying to avoid some of that contact on the plays at second base and stuff like that. But they're also trying to incentivize incentivize stolen bases because by having those bigger bases, you can go wider. It, I guess. Well, it it shortens, you know, the base paths a little bit True. for one, and you know, just to play, you know, the ability to to get there a little bit quicker. I guess at second base, they're trying to bring the stolen base back into vogue, which, which I think I'm is all good for. as well. Yeah, I, I love the stolen bases. I love action on the base paths. It's how I coached, and that's what I enjoy. Yeah. I don't know if bigger bases are really going to bring back more stolen bases. Maybe they will. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think the bigger bases look ridiculous. It, it's almost as bad <laughs> they, as having they the... They look the, like clown bases, basically. It's almost as bad as having the orange base next to first base, you know, uh-huh. that you run to in the old man softball league. Like, right. I, I don't like it. I, I, I'm I not a fan of it. I don't know that it's going to affect the game in a positive way. I, I don't like that at all. Now, to throw a curveball at you, pun intended... <laughs> they're still doing the man on second base in extra innings, aren't they? They are. And that's like, the John worst brought rule that possible. up earlier. Doesn't like it. Worst rule possible. That of all of the ones that they're bringing, I hate that one. I hate it. They, 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 you should have outlawed that one when you, you know, got past second grade and you started doing ghost men on second. Like that's what it is. It's a ghost man on second. Terrible, terrible, terrible rule. It changes the way you operate in extra innings. I understand why they're doing it, and I hate it. Yeah. Um, Anthony says the bigger stolen bases are more about preventing injuries than creating more stolen. It's right, actually about that. both because I've heard yeah. the conversation. I mean, but, uh, you know, the, the play at second base is the biggest thing that they want to cut down on. But, again, I mean, these bases are literally – there's like a foot. You're, you're adding a foot to the bag almost, which means, you know, with, with every bag, Massive. you know, you're – so again, it's injury at second base is the biggest thing, but the stolen base is part of it because again, it's shortening the base pass a little bit. And they're they're they are they were trying to come up with a way. And again, I'm not just making this up because you know I've heard like the MLB network and the ESPN guys talking about it. They were trying to come up with a way to figure out well, how do you incentivize stolen bases? Well, you make if if, if the bags are bigger, it makes the base pass a little bit smaller. And so you have a little bit more of a chance to steal a base. And they wanted to they wanted to find a way 
to incentivize getting teams to steal more bases to bring more action to the yeah. game, which I'm I'm all for that and just sure. everything that you said, I agree. And you know, like we grew up in the stolen base. You know, like I grew oh. up watching Ricky Henderson, Ricky and Henderson. Tim Raines, Willie yeah. Wilson. You know, all those guys. It's all about stolen bases. I I yeah. love, like I said, I love action on the base pads. I always have. I my kids were always active on the base pads, whether we were good at it or not. Like that, we we were gonna run and we were gonna make you get us out, right? You know, and it 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 won us some games, man. Like it won us some games, Sean. And I know you probably felt the same way when you were coaching. I mean, when you are, you know, we were the underdog going into games, yeah. And we had to kind of take matters into our own hands at times. You know what I mean? And and st- stealing bases is one of the ways to do that, right? So make teams I love make it. plays. That's right. Yeah. Little havoc on the bases. Nothing wrong with that. Right. It's like both the Royals and the Cardinals in the, the late 70s, early 80s. Stolen mm-hmm. bases were a huge part of their world championships. Mr. 2.0, I've never... Okay, so Brian, Sean <laughs> Davis, apparently, and Ryan have all encountered this question. Are Pop-Tarts ravioli? And I'm not exactly sure what that means. Like, well, it's a it's a pocket of stuff with stuff in it, I oh, guess. Okay. So it's like, okay, I didn't think the answer is no, because ravioli is pasta and a pop tart is bread. <laughs> right. So I mean, that would be the major difference. But I understand where the well, question. Technically, is though, from. they're both made from flour. You just bake. It's a lot of things made from flour. But sugary I mean, goodness, sugary sweet goodness yeah. in a pop tart. My vote is no. Uh, my vote is Not no as well. I, I just can't do that to pasta. It's not fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. We actually stirred people up with with a little bit of baseball. I wasn't sure. Love it. Where people would be on that. I I love it. I can't wait for baseball. I've watched zero baseball up to this point. I still can't watch Marquee, so I can't watch the Cubs, which may be a blessing. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but I I'm not as excited as I normally am. There's, there's three regional sports networks that are uh, losing like the made three major league baseball teams, the regional sports network that they're with is going under. So really they're trying to figure out oh. like, who's going to get the rights and all that kind of stuff. Yeesh. Yes. Yeesh. You can't end on a pop tart question. Derek says, well, give me something else then. I don't know. <laughs> like... Ryan apparently agrees <laughs> that it is a ravioli. Interesting. That's that's hard for me to fathom on that one. Is Ryan is he part Italian? I'm gonna go with no, but I I don't say it with a lot of confidence. Okay. I don't know. Roberts doesn't strike me as an Italian name. No, but you know, like his mom could have been sure. Italian. So. I mean, it's possible. I mean, he lives in Jersey, so I mean, it's definitely possible. True. Very true. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for tonight. Appreciate you dropping in this evening and participating throwing us some questions we had a lot of good questions and conversation tonight so we appreciate it hit the like button when you leave and of course subscribe rate and review and we will talk to you oh you know before i say we'll talk to you tomorrow Uh one note friday we will have the rapid fire show but we're going to go ahead and make it six o'clock instead of the typical friday five o'clock because the notre dame women play at two So we're going to push it to six just to make sure I've got enough time to get back here and get ready and all that kind of stuff. It's good to know. Yes. Thanks. 
No problem. I was going to let you know at some point, but I figured I'd let everybody else know as well. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. <laughs>